and welcome to a nifty and swifty episode of We <laughs> Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for over five years. Wow. I'm a tiny habit certified coach, uh-huh. a Thrive Global certified coach, and I am both nifty and almost 50. Oh, you are. You are. Who are you? I am Donald Weigel, and I am also one of the hosts of this show, and I have lost about 100 pounds and have kept it off for, uh, I guess it's been over five years now. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, I am also nifty. And uh, I am a Swifty. <laughs> I don't know if I'm really a Swifty, but I, you know, I like Taylor Swift. But and, you're over fifty. I am over. I'm over fifty. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm a Swifty over fifty. Oh, gross! <laughs> For some reason, a dude being a nifty Swifty fifty is a little. Uh, yeah, is it iffy? Is it no, weird? That doesn't really. If ifty and ifty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, we we are talking about Swifties because uh, two episodes ago we called our episode "Antihero," yeah, which is a Taylor Swift song, which I have to admit I did not know until my wife uh, told yeah, me about it. I, but I listened to uh, Taylor Swift a little bit because our daughter, we're in the car, we're driving, and uh, Taylor Swift comes on the radio. Yeah, Catherine still listens to the radio, which is... Uh, which is a thing. Actually, it's satellite radio. So does yeah, that count? I guess. I, I don't know. You know what? Here's the point where you asked me if I've actually seen Taylor Swift in concert. Have you seen Taylor Swift in you concert? You know, I have. You have. I, I know you did. Have. I yeah. did. I know. We're so organic in our chit chat at the beginning of episodes. But uh, yeah, back in like 2018, a friend of Donald's, friend of the show, April, yeah. actually uh, asked me to go to see Taylor Swift. And I was like, eh, what else am I going to do? Like. <laughs> I wasn't a huge Taylor Swift fan, must say. Yeah, don't you maybe we shouldn't tell this story because there were so many people were upset about the last round of Taylor Swift tickets because they couldn't get them. Oh, look at you knowing all the things yeah, that there, a Swiftie knows. There was a big a big brouhaha about the and you're like, uh, ah, I eh, just kinda wanted to go and I got to go. In. Yeah. Well there there are a couple of stories I know, it behind. Was, it was twenty eighteen. It wasn't this. Yeah, it was before in the before times. Yeah. But uh went to the show. And part of that, okay, you're going to hear my Taylor Swift show. Wow. Story because okay, I did not know this was happening. Okay, so I went to the show, and I was super into weight loss at the time. Yeah. And I said to unlike myself- Unlike now. Unlike <laughs> now. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I am not going to eat anything at the show. Oh, like, yeah. I am not going to eat anything at the show. I remember this now. And they had all this, like, artisanal stuff and high-end, you know, snacks and charcuterie and beverages, signature cocktails by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, she wasn't, like, mixing before the show. But um, <laughs> anyway, but I was like, you know what? I am she going to... She is so dedicated. She tends the bar <laughs> before the show and during intermission. Anyway, it was an amazing show. Like, hands down, top performer, super into the audience she actually went to like all four corners of the audience yeah. to sing and like she made it very special and for she also everyone. went to all four corners of our hearts oh she did yeah uh anyway so one show amazing show great taylor swift uh and then turns out i'm the problem it's me because when i came home I ended up eating like 1,500 calories of snacks yeah. as revenge for not eating just like one sandwich at the show. So that was a, a lesson to me, tip of the week, just eat something at the show. I've done that so many times in my life. I like, I, I starve myself during the day when I'm at some some event yeah. like where I, and then I get home and I just 
you know, I, I eat food I don't even really like wouldn't even enjoy as much as what I would have had at the gathering party concert theme park, like whatever. Yeah. Over and over again. Well, and I think that this ties nicely into this episode. I about think it does as well. Justifying things and finding out that you're the problem. It's you. Yeah. So this Taylor Swift song, Antihero, uh, she talks about how she's the problem. It's her, which we called last episode, uh, I'm the problem. It's me. Which so, is super fun. Yeah. This is, this is part three yeah. of our of our hard-hitting uh, journalistic... Swift-a-sode? swift <laughs> Parts we... Uh, Swee of the Swift-a-sode. Um, uh, and uh, this one is... Uh, uh, is the look, Walt, you made me do. See, I actually know that song. Ooh, look, Walt, you made me do. Yeah, I'm sure... Yeah, i heard that one too. Weird Al is going to uh, to cover it also. Yeah. Because, you know... He'll have to get permission from us now. <laughs> from us. Through Taylor Swift. Yeah. I'm sure she would approve. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't approve uh, uh, Weird Al to do one of your songs. But um, so we, uh, we've we been talking about the last few weeks about self-negotiating. And uh, just a quick recap. Self-negotiating is essentially when you you make a plan to do something and then you in the spur of the moment you talk yourself into doing something else spontaneity should be planned is what we're saying everyone. yes exactly <laughs> that's right um so uh in the first part of this we talked about uh what is self-negotiating the difference between an excuse and a reason and identifying your own self-negotiating tactics. Yep. And last week, we talked about how to start building your habits into systems, taking negotiations out of the process, and creating plans and backup plans. And um, all of this has been sort of based on, we've been using an article um, that uh, we found online by Nicole B-O-O-Z, Booz, uh, Bose, Booze, it could just be Booze. Um, and uh, I even went to her YouTube channel because I felt bad about <laughs> mispronouncing her last name. And um, she just says, hi, it's Nicole. It's pronounced Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Nicole, uh, she wrote an article, which I will link to in the show notes. Um, Stop negotiating with yourself, changing your habits once and for all. And uh, so in this episode, we are going to tie a nice self-negotiation bow on it. Oh. And uh, we are going it's to talk booze. about... Uh, booze. Booze. <laughs> it's not not a, a self-negotiating booze booze um uh we are going to talk about creating policies for yourself and rewriting your self-negotiation based on your policies and plans wow it takes a lot of work to stop making old stories not work for you doesn't it donald it really really does and one of the reasons we are focusing on this, and, you know, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that the typical health and fitness uh, community or journey source, they tend to talk about, okay, this is the diet plan you should go yeah. on, and these are the exercises that you should do, and you need to to eat these foods and, and you know, paint by numbers, and they ignore all of the mindset things that I discovered, we discovered over the course of doing this were the real keys to making it happen. You know, you can do a thousand different types of plans and diets and exercises and, and make them work for you. And ultimately, what you're trying to do is burn more calories than you eat. And that is true. But 
in order to get there and in order to consistently do that, doing all of these mindset exercises were the real breakthrough and figuring out how much lying I was doing to myself over the years and figuring out how to call myself on it and stop doing it was one of the keys to actually getting the 100 pounds off and keeping it off. Well, and I think too, going back to the sort of title of this episode, Look What You Made Me Do, uh, (laughs) is that when you follow someone else's plan and follow their, you know, prescription to the letter and then it doesn't work and you revenge eat. Look what you made me do. And you blame others. But fortunately or unfortunately, when you start actually making plans yourself and taking responsibility, then you're the problem. It's you. And yeah. uh, but but really, that growth mindset really matters. And taking responsibility is where the magic happens. Yeah, that ooh, look what you made me do. The you is actually you. you. <laughs> <laughs> was that confusing? The you, yeah. You, the I you thought you the, were going to talk about a sheep. The you in the mirror was actually you. Look like, what, a sheep. Look, look what, what you, you made me do. <laughs> our our farming podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay, so what do you do? What do you do, Donald? What do you do? You're, 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 you tell me what to do. So one of the things that, that we suggest is to set specific policies around your goals. And the author calls them rules. I don't love calling them rules because, uh, you know, there's always that, like, rules are meant to be broken, man. Man. Um, but when you're making your policies – you make them so that you eliminate your choices later. Um, so in other words, you have a policy in place for circumstances when they come up, when surprises come up, when when even just your own like whims come up. Like you've already set a policy though to keep yourself kind of in check and keep yourself on track. Well, and something that I have started calling policies are also setting standards for yourself. Yes. When you set certain standards, it's like you're elevating yourself. You're making sure that you're following what you say you want to do instead of giving in to the moment. So policies and standards are what we do. Absolutely. And you can make these policies and standards around uh, time of day, day of the week, portion control, um, you know, and we'll give you some examples of, of these as we go. Yeah, and uh, also the frequency of the indulgence, the place at which you have the item, or whether you do it in a group or by yourself. Yeah, so uh, some examples of this from the article are, uh, she has a, a policy, the, the author, Nicole, um, I eat desserts at restaurants, not at home. This makes it easy not to buy treats at the store. So her policy is one. she only eats desserts when she goes out. So she doesn't ever buy them at the store. Yeah, they're not which, forbidden. You know, you don't bring them home, but she does allow herself to have them. And then another one of hers is I do laundry and clean house on Sunday. And this is a habit that she is trying to form. Uh, Doing it weekly on a specific day makes it non-negotiable for her. Well, and making it Sunday specific is like, okay, I'm going to do it on Sunday. But you know what? If I miss this Sunday, I'll just do it next Sunday. And then just keeping it to that schedule makes it so that you're not, you know, over-negotiating with yourself. Yeah, and we talked about last episode having a plan and a backup plan. So the plan might be I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do this specific thing on a Sunday. But you know, okay, you've got your old college friend coming to town or surprises you by showing up on that day. Which actually happened Which actually happened to us recently, yeah. 
um, and you can't uh, do that on Sunday, then your backup plan is, well, I will do that on Wednesday or Saturday or whatever. But you have a backup plan in place so that so that you're you're doing it, you know, on your second choice plan. Right. So another one is uh, I only buy coffee on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. So that helps me budget and stop myself from buying coffee every single day. But I still get the coffee that I want. So it's not forbidden. Yeah. It's and just if, occasional. And if you wanted to change that, you know, make that to a weight loss thing, it's sort of like, well, if if you are somebody who, who buys like the venti, yeah. you know, I don't know what, 500 calorie Starbucks drink on. Snackachino. Yeah. Six days a week. Maybe your, your, your new policy is, well, I'm only going to have it on Tuesdays and Thursdays and I'm going to make it a tall or, or something like that. Yeah. You know, because you're trying to cut down your calories. But again, it's not forbidding something. It's just moderating your consumption. And another one, and we've done many episodes on this, is pairing is caring. I guess we don't actually say pairing is caring, do we? No, we should say we pump now? up the volume. Pump up the pump caring. Up the Caring. Wait, should we say pairing is caring like that? Pairing Pairing is caring. caring. See, it's fun. Yeah. But I paired and cared yesterday. Oh, you did? When (laughs) when I uh, got my hair cut, parked right in front of a local bagel establishment and got myself one bagel. And I would like some extra credit in a very big way right now. We're going to pause the episode for a second. Yeah. Uh, Pausing is also caring. So I went into the bagelry at about three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you told me this. Three o'clock. And I said, one American sesame seed bagel, please, in a bag. (laughs) And they said, okay. And then they said, she sort of pulled me and she's like, do you want more bagels? And okay, this was a big one. Get ready, everybody. Here it comes. She said, we're about to close. We've got plenty of extra bagels that will just go in the trash. Would you like a bag of bagels? Yeah. Yes, I would. But no, no, no. I paired and I cared. It is really impressive because you easily could have taken oh. what, however many bagels and just ate them out in the car. And oh, I never would have 100%. even known about and it. Like and a, I think there was a time you would have oh, yeah, like yeah. secretly eaten several before you came inside our place. Oh, 100%. And I, for like a millisecond, whatever that is in, in whatever kilomilla no, that's a very That's a very small unit of time, second, yes. I was like, our daughter would love a bagel. Oh, what a, well, yeah. She'll cry if I come home with sesame seed bagel, you know, crumbs on my face. I should get her one. And I, my policy is one and done. And I said, no, thank you. Yeah. And I scurried out as quickly as I could before I started negotiating with myself. But that is like a big. Yeah. Like, and, but that's a perfect real life example that just happened yesterday of, of, I have a policy that I have one bagel when I get a haircut. And that's the policy. And so Catherine had an opportunity, a really easy, free opportunity. Oh my gosh. To have extra bagels and stuck to her policy. How many loopholes? It's free. I yeah. can't afford not to. My family doesn't have enough carbohydrates at home. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm helping out a community. Choosy moms <laughs> worry about their family getting enough carbohydrates. Well, and two, it's a local bagel establishment. I would hate for it to go to waste. Mm-hmm. It would be rude to say no. There are so many reasons I could have said yes, and I could have slammed yeah. like at least three in the five-minute drive home. Oh, my goodness. I also want to let you know, I waited until I got home to eat the bagel. I which can, can confirm. Can I, I confirm. saw that happen. Yes. So this is life actually happening for someone who loves 
a good bagel. So, uh, so anyway, that <clears throat> aside, aside, uh, pairing is caring. Pairing is caring. So did did we actually explain what pairing is caring is during all of that? We did not. I don't we just we said did. it in, in musical pace. <laughs> we we so, said it in unison. Sorry, I we just wanted told a big story about yeah. it. Yeah. So pairing is caring is pairing a special treat with an occasional event. So for me, I pair a bagel with a haircut. Now you can't pair every day with something like, you know, when I put my key in the ignition of my <laughs> yeah. car. Do people put their keys in ignitions anymore? Oh is my that goodness, a- I don't think they do. You know, it's funny when you said that, I didn't even think about the fact that I don't have a key to put in an ignition. That is so weird. Anyway, yeah. uh, so for the old timey days, but you, it might not be beneficial to pair something every single day, but an occasional event like a haircut or when you uh, pay your rent or your mortgage or or when you go to the dentist or get a mammogram. You know, or like an oil change, yeah. like something that you only do, you know, well, these days it's like every six months for an oil change. Right. But you don't even have to have it as I only get a bagel when I do the thing. It could be like, that is my time to choose an indulgence. So one time it might be a bagel, it might be a milkshake, that kind of thing. But just have it as an occasional treat. So it's still in your life. You have it to look forward to. So it makes it so that it is not forbidden, which for some reason I really enjoy saying forbidden. <laughs> it sounds forbidden, forbidden bagel. Forbidden. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, some actual policies from my actual life is I have I don't eat treats before dinner. So yep. we, we talked about, um, you know, making them around time of day. Um, so I have figured out that if I eat a treat, you know, a treat could be a dessert type of thing or, you know, a salty, you know, chip type snack. If I eat those before dinner, it makes it really hard. It sort of like erodes my willpower, which is, you know, maybe not the way I want to say that, but it it opens the door kind of for me to want more and more of those sorts of treats. So I don't, uh, I don't do it before dinner, but if I do it after dinner, which is closer to when I'm going to bed, it makes it easier for me to, to moderate. No, and that that time of day thing is a huge thing for me because I know that when I start, and this actually happened earlier in the week, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I also did not pair and care, uh, and I ate something early in the day, and it kind of derailed the rest of my day. So we'll make that a shorter story. But. Yeah, and and you know, for example, another one around time of day is I don't eat sugar in the morning for basically the same reason as not eating treats before dinner. If I start my day with something like cereal or pancakes or waffles, you know, all of those very, you know, high sugar dessert like breakfast foods that that we typically eat, then I also find it much harder to stick to a plan throughout the day. Yeah. And another one that Donald has that uh, I work from home. So sometimes I stay at home and I work late. But Donald's is if I have to stay at work later than expected, I don't eat treats, but stick to real food. So again, it's that you know, what maybe there's an impulse to like, I'll just grab a handful of Chex Mix or, oh, there's Coca-Cola in the refrigerator. I need to, you know, pep up my caffeine intake. Donald has a policy of he just sticks to real food. So maybe that's a frozen meal, a lucky meal, or if it is being catered, stick to an actual food instead of the dessert options. Yeah, even if it's even if it's high calorie, you know, I will only eat something that is sort of like a meal, not 
a treat in those circumstances. Right. So, and this is a big one for me, and I do my best when I stick to this uh, policy or standard is I only drink alcohol on the weekends unless I have pre-planned it. So again, if we're magically going out to dinner on a Wednesday, maybe I would have one. But typically, I do my best when I save an alcoholic beverage for the weekend. Absolutely. And, you know, another example, we talked, uh, mentioned portion control. You know, I only buy single serving like those, you know, one ounce or smaller ba- little bags of chips because that makes it much easier for me to control my yeah. portions. I, I don't forbid myself from having uh, various kinds of chips, but I do. Um, uh, my policy is that I have one like small version of it. So I still get to enjoy the chips, but it's not like I'm not opening a whole giant bag and then having to resist the urge to, to eat all of it. Yeah, I definitely do better with the single serving. And I know it can feel less economical to do that. But if I end up eating half of a bag of chips anyway, then I'm not getting 12 portions. I'm getting two portions. Right. So so eliminating that temptation really does matter to me because maybe, you know, seven times out of 10, I will be able to moderate. But then those three times that I don't moderate, not good. I'll let you know that. Yeah. Not good. Absolutely. Um, and so – we did um, a, a much more in-depth episode about setting policies for yourself, and I think we've done a few of them, but uh, one in particular was only burgers in the building that I will link to in the show notes if you want to uh, examine a deeper dive about setting policies. But once you have your policies in place, and and this doesn't mean that you write down five policies and then you're done making policies. Like I constantly revise yeah. and and add and subtract like as th- things in my life change. And as I figure out that, you know, sometimes things work for me for, for months or years and then suddenly they're not working as well for me. And so I have to, you know, to revise and adjust. But once you have your policies in place, then you can start rewriting your self-negotiation with your new policies. And in the first part of this, um, we took from the article uh, examples of self-negotiation. And um, so the author has now given examples uh, at this portion of the article and at this portion of the podcast about how you can use your policies and, and sort of change your self-negotiation around your policies so that you eliminate the choice that tracks you from your goals. And so if we look back at some of those examples from that first episode and, and talk about how we can rewrite them. So in this part, we're going to do sort of a call and repeat, and Catherine Weigel is going to be the one that has trouble with mindset. <laughs> Donald is going to – I can't think of any, like, d- dapper Donald or yeah. undistracted Donald. I don't know. We should have come up with something different. Yeah, but. dapper Donald I like, though. That's okay, good. so here's critical Kathy. Critical Ew, Kathy. ew, I don't like it. I love it when you, like, gross, myself gross yourself out, out uh, with things you say. Yeah, I don't like it. Stuff. Okay, so – um, here's me. <clears throat> Here we go. That burger looks so good. If I had that for lunch, I'll work out an extra 30 minutes at the gym tonight. She lied. Yeah, that's that's an example of the sort of self-negotiation that I would do all the time. Well, if I have this now, then I'll just exercise more later. And like, did I exercise no. more later? No. So what do you say instead? You say, that burger looks good, but I already plan to have a salad today. My healthy meal will fuel my body for my workout. If I still want the burger, I can have it in two days. 
Yeah, and delaying that gratification really can matter. And, you know, so what changed? You're not making a split-second decision of and giving into cravings. You're sticking to your policy, and you're not changing your schedule. But you're also not forbidding, forbidding. yourself from ever having the burger. You know, one of the most gratifying things for me is to actually say to myself, well, okay, at this upcoming event, I am going to have, you know, X indulgent meal. And it gives me something to look forward to. I know that the meal is not forbidden. And then if I stick to my my plan and then I have the indulgent meal and go right back on my plan, it is so satisfying to go through that. And, and um, it really makes the process gratifying in general to be able to like make your policies and stick to them. Exactly. All right, here comes critical Kathy. Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, so this was an example from the author, so we might be able to, to change it up a little bit. But she says, I'm really too tired to read today. I worked really hard. I deserve to just relax with some wine and some Netflix. Uh oh. Uh oh. So, uh, what should you say instead? I'm pretty tired, but I made a commitment to read. I'll read my 50 pages today and give myself time to watch Netflix this weekend. Now, if I was going to read 50 pages, that I would take me a that year. That would take me until this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> to do it. But, um, you know, the author is obviously a faster reader than me. So what changed? We aren't reacting to how we feel. We're sticking to our plan and allowing ourselves grace in a few days. So again, you're, you're sticking to your policy of, you know, doing what you said you were going to do in the moment. And then you're planning to do the other thing, the, the more, you know, relaxing, enjoyable thing in a couple of days when you're, when you're more sober and when you're making that that sort of like sober, clear headed decision, it feels a lot better and it makes it easier to reach your goals. Right. So, for example, if you decided again, I said I was going to make dinner tonight, but I'm really tired. So instead, I went to uh, the freezer and had a lucky frozen meal. I stuck to my goals. Right. And you know what? I'll get takeout on the weekend when I can plan ahead for it. So being tired is definitely a reason, but you can adapt to that and not make it an excuse. Yeah. And we talked about in the last episode about having that backup plan of that lucky frozen meal so that you have something on hand for, for when occasions come up when you feel like, you know, you're, you're too tired to, to make the meal that you had intended. Yeah. All right, so um, I wanted to call my mom every Saturday, but I've got nothing to say. I'll just call her next week. Yeah, and, and you could change this to I wanted to meal prep on Saturday yeah. or I was going to go on my walk on Saturday or, you know, whatever sort of health and fitnessy thing you want to change it to. But say instead... I won't get stuck in the details. I'll call my mom. Even if we don't have much to say, I made a commitment to check in. And so what changed? You've recognized that one act of avoidance is leading you down a slippery slope that will allow you to use the same excuse over and over again until you are no longer taking action towards your goal. Right. So for this one, for me, I often make elaborate salads yeah. uh, that might be Pinterest worthy or uh, food inspo worthy. And it turns out maybe I don't have the time or the energy or the ingredients to make a really amazing salad. But 
you know what? I got some lettuce and I got some dressing. I could just have some lettuce. It's fine. But when I get out of the practice of having salad, then I make more excuses about it. But not everything has to be the perfect conversation or the perfect workout or the perfect ideal meal. You can just be like, yeah, you know what? I'm sticking with the habit. Maybe tonight I'm just having carrots and that's okay. And and again, going back to the plans and backup plans, you know, if, if you can't, if you just can't bring yourself to do that perfect meal prep that you had in mind where you were going to make yourself meals for the week and put them in individual labeled containers, maybe instead it's okay. So I'm going to then instead go to the store and get myself uh, several pre-made meals from the store that fit into my plan. And I'm going to have them on hand so that I am ready rather than having to cook all of these things from scratch. But, you know, do something because something is is better than nothing. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to make Donald's put in the show notes our episode entitled ideal a meal where we talk about the letting go of those ideal standards and going with who you are today and what you are uh, have the capacity to do absolutely and i love being given homework (laughs) (laughs) said no one ever okay so here's another one uh i know i said i wanted to limit my caffeine intake but i'm just too tired i'll go for that third cup today and i'll cut back tomorrow yeah, so tomorrow never comes. No, Sorry. it doesn't. So uh, instead, say, "Of course, I'm tired. I'm cutting my caffeine intake, but I will push through and perk myself up with a walk." Now, I, you know, in terms of a uh, a health and fitness goal, maybe maybe you were saying to yourself, you know, I'm trying to cut down on, you know, using that example I used earlier, I'm trying to cut down on my my giant drinks, like. Um, uh, my giant, you know, sugary drinks, but maybe you find something that is low calorie, like, you know, unsweetened iced tea. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's a good substitute for your, your giant drink or, you know, something that I, I have found works for me is I drink a lot of zero calorie sparkling water, all those flavored sparkling waters like LaCroix and, and Waterloo and those things instead of a soda. And it really sort of scratches that itch for me. Um, rather than just, you know, doing that all or nothing thing. Yeah. Um, so what changed your goal was to cut caffeine. So you identified the obvious reason why you were feeling that way. You used your fallback plan to stick to your goal. Um, so, uh, that is another example of, uh, setting a policy and sticking to it. Yep. Okay. And here's our last, uh, interactive, fun, uh, good, you know, Kathy critical and Donnie dapper. Or yes, whatever. That doesn't yes. make any sense. The, the, we only look thin players. Yes. There we go. Okay. So I didn't want to spend anything this month and I'm on a budget, uh, but this deal is too good to pass up. That goes in so many different ways. Yeah. I've made that excuse so many times. Yeah, I've I uh, I still use this one when it comes to actual deals. Not not yeah. as much the uh, the food mindset, but the actual like, oh my goodness, I don't need any more t shirts. But the, there's a sale on these t-shirts and they're so cool like i have to buy them um so say instead it's a good deal but there will always be another deal so i'm sticking to my commitment and with food you can say it's something i really want but there will always be another treat well and it's that thing of like oh well this month they've got free breadsticks with every order oh they've got a super size for the same price as the one like it oh i didn't know that that was going to be an offer like boy like i'm when i made the promise to myself i didn't know this option was available but you know we don't need that upgrade or the you know bump in the size 
stick with what you say you're going to do. Yeah. And people often use value as a loophole to get the larger sized like treat too when they're out, you know, but the the giant bucket of popcorn is only 50 cents more. Like it doesn't yeah. make sense for me to get the smaller one. Well, it does make sense if your primary goal is to um, to stick to a calorie goal and also, you're still saving that 50 cents like that you're yeah, that you're not spending. So you're achieving two goals. Right. So you're spending more to save. Yeah, more. you're spending more so that you can eat more and, and eat more calories. Um, so you have recognized that external factors don't need to impact your internal desires. A sale urgently screams, buy me, this deal won't last long, but there's always another sale or there is always another treat. There will always be another opportunity. You don't allow external urgency to detract from your goal. Yeah. And this is something that that requires a lot of practice and it requires like figuring out which policies actually work for you. Um, but, but once you figure out that balance, it really is one of the big keys to achieving a lasting health and fitness goal. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, as we sort of finish up this uh, three-part series on negotiation, please be gentle with yourself, but also be critical of those old stories and those old words that you use. This is a process, and it can take a long time to uncover all of the ways we sort of self-sabotage ourselves. We don't even know that it's happening. So step back a little bit and be kind, but also just be aware of uh, your your thoughts in the moment. Yeah, it, it's really important to to not judge yourself, you know, to, to stay away from those negative thoughts of, of saying like, oh, I'm just a terrible person. Why can't I do this? That kind of thing. But also at the same time, really, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what Catherine said, really be objectively critical and and really realize when you are just lying to yourself because you want the easy self-gratification, when you really just want to soothe yourself with food in the moment, and, and you really want to avoid that exercise that you promised yourself you were going to do. Because I talked myself into food and out of exercise for most of my life until I really figured out how to call myself on it and how to to have these plans and backup plans and policies to to take my my you know spur of the moment whims and choices out of the whole thing. Right. And if you find yourself saying I just can't seem to make any progress that might be a sign that you're using words like just one more or maybe or next time or I'll start tomorrow or later or next month, whatever it is. If you start paying attention to how you use those words, I think you might find your own answers to why you may have stalled out. And remember that the more we practice flexing these muscles – the easier it will become. It feels hard at first. It feels it's not fair. But the less brain space we take, it's, it's what it's called, brain space, brain right? Space, brain space, absolutely, yeah. The less time we spend negotiating with ourselves, the more fluid it becomes and the more you're just easier. Like, no, I don't want extra bagels. It's not a big deal. It's fine. I don't need more bagels. It becomes easier. And then when it becomes easier, then it's out of your mind. You can do other stuff with your brain. Yes, indeed. And and very finally, uh, just remember that there is a difference between a reason and an excuse. How do your choices make you feel? There are reasons. Reasons are going to come up uh, for every season. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
like remember the th- reason for the season is yeah what you're but saying? things really do come up but adapting and having backup plans will help you go from being a victim of your circumstances to just adapting and uh and and being more resilient to changes in your life instead of just feeling like the world is against you Absolutely. And thank you so much for filling up some of your brain space with this episode (laughs) of the podcast. I'm pretty sure that some scientists will write in to confirm that they do call it brain space. Brain space, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, And so if you would like... Scientists. (laughs) If you're a scientist and you're listening to us. Yeah, yeah. Please, please write in to confirm that we are correct. Neil deGrasse. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson, when you're listening, would you please let us know uh, that it is uh, called Brain Space. And if you would like to fill more of your brain space with more episodes of this show, uh, they are available on all of the major podcast platforms wherever you found this episode. And also... On our website at any time at weonlylookthin.com. Yep. And if you are at weonlylookthin.com and you are a Swifty and a, a, a lady, it is a place for women, uh, check out. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. You, you, I don't, just... you don't have to be a Swifty to join the uh, Walt Place. No, but, but it helps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's fine. Okay. <clears throat> I'll There's go back. a special Swifty subgroup yeah. in We Only Look Thin where you just talk about how much you love Taylor and. Uh, you refer to her as Taylor. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> yeah. uh, but if you are at our website, I'll go back there. Click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Walt Place. We Only Look Thin Place is a Facebook-based accountability group for women and Swifties, if you are one. <laughs> uh, we are not a weight loss plan. We are not going to prescribe uh, any plan to you. But if you want to come and have support and accountability and fellowship with other women who are on all uh, parts of their weight loss journeys. Uh, It is a great place for accountability, check-ins, Zoom meetings, and it's just a safe place uh, away from the prying eyes of the open internet uh, for uh, some additional accountability. So we have two subscription options, a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day trial to see if Wolt Place is right for you. Yeah, so check it out. And uh, should we call fans of this show Wolties? Wolties? <laughs> I don't know. It's Does Wolties it sound like a, a ward. Like, yeah. The Wolties, like for most Swift the, the go-to. Fifth, the fifth annual Wolties, yeah. Yeah, well, well, we'll work on it. We'll find some. Yeah, we usually call them Walt chums, Walt but chums, I don't know yeah. if that's... Uh, I'm a Walt chum. We should have t-shirts that say I'm a Walt chum. Uh, but uh, please check it out. Uh, you know, Catherine does a wonderful job in that group, and I it really is an invaluable resource for many on uh, your weight loss and fitness journey, so please check it out. Also, if you would like to interact with us in other ways, you can find us on social media at We Only Look Thin on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can send us an email. Uh, we have a Gmail address, uh, which is super fancy called We Only Look Thin at gmail.com. You can write to us there with episode suggestions, with questions. Uh, we've turned many listener uh, episode suggestions and questions into episodes of this show. We've answered them that way. Um, and also we, uh, we will answer them, uh, via, via writing, uh, from time to time. Uh, so please write in. Uh, we also love hearing, uh, compliments, uh, from you. Uh, so if you feel like 
like giving us a shout out, uh, we only look thin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have a couple of extra minutes and can head over to Apple Podcast and just leave us a rating and a review, you can do that on your app when you're listening to the phone or listening to your phone. Is that what you do? Listen yes. To your phone? You listen to your phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just press that five star. That would really help us. Not only does it make us uh, know that what we are doing is making a difference in your life, but it also helps with all the robot algorithms when others are trying to find inspirational podcasts like ours. Absolutely. Um, it really does. Uh, Apple boosts uh, us in search results when people are looking for health and fitness podcasts that based on the more uh, ratings and reviews that we have. So it really helps us out. And another thing that really helps us out is if you just tell people about the show um, in person, on the phone, uh, over a Zoom call, maybe yeah, a Swifty um, meetup. A Swifty meetup. Maybe you want to talk about health and fitness podcast there. Um, uh, you might be on a Discord group or a, a Reddit group or a Facebook group, uh, something like Lose Weighty Pizza or the Lose It group on Reddit or the Calories In, Calories Out group on Reddit. Uh, they're all pretty cool groups. Um, just naming groups. Yeah, I'm just naming groups. Uh, but if you uh, want to give us a shout out, that really helps the show grow. It is one of the best ways in which the show grows because if they, you know, get a recommendation from somebody who genuinely listens and gets something out of the show, then that is meaningful for people. And we would appreciate if you would pass on the word. Yep. So whether you're a fan of Taylor Swift, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Dapper Donnie, or Critical <laughs> Kathy, just remember that Donald and I are. An, An inspiration. inspiration. Pluto's a planet. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.